Peter denies Jesus. Simon Peter and another disciple followed Jesus. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter was standing outside the gate. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out, spoke to the woman who guarded the gate and brought Peter in. The woman said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the slaves and the police had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing around it and warming themselves. Peter also was standing with them and warming himself. Then the high priest questioned Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple, where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who heard what I said to them. They know what I said. When he'd said this, one of the police standing nearby struck Jesus on the face, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If I have spoken wrongly, testify to the wrong. But if I have spoken rightly, why do you strike me? Then Annas sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself. They asked him, You are not also one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the slaves of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Again, Peter denied it. And at that moment, the cock crowed. The story of Jesus' passion takes place in the darkness and the cold of the night. John tells us in his prologue to the Gospel that light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. This is what we witness here. He tells us as well that the light has come into the world and people loved darkness rather than light because their deeds are evil. We see both darkness and light around us in this pandemic. The darkness of human isolation and suffering, the light of love as people reach out to one another, as they fulfil their callings, as doctors and nurses and in other ways, as we are bound together to face a common danger. Out of love, Jesus embraces the cup of suffering which will lead to life. In the courtyard now, there are two narratives played out. The first follows Jesus, who is never out of focus. The violence is to grow steadily through the passion narrative. Jesus is bound and struck on the face and bound again here. We know that there is much more to come. The search begins for the evidence to send Jesus to his death. In each episode of his trial, it is clear that this evidence is inconclusive. The motives of the high priest and the council and of Pilate remain in the shadows, in the darkness. There are multiple attempts to convict Jesus. None of them is successful. Here, 
They question Jesus about his disciples and about his teaching. Jesus is clear that all of what he has done already is in the light. I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in synagogues and in the temple where all the Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Jesus' openness and transparency itself shines a light on the clouded motives of the high priests. They have no answer to his signs and to his wisdom other than suppression. We watch this first narrative play out, but the second is much more personal. We come with Peter into the courtyard of the high priest. We see his denial unfold as Jesus said it would. We've recognised already the dangers of extravagant and emotional protests of loyalty. I will lay down my life for you. And now we sense the pain as Peter, the rock, denies Jesus three times. To the woman who guarded the gate, I am not. To the slaves and the police who have made a fire, I am not. To the relative of the man he has injured, I am not. And at that moment, the cock crowed. Why does the cock crow? The cock crows in the courtyard because the dawn is near. This is not any dawn. This is the dawn of the day of salvation, not just for humankind, but for all the world. This is the day on which Jesus, the Son of God, will offer his life in love for the world and to make peace. The cock crows to signal a new beginning, a new age. The two different narratives are intertwined. We should not read them as a tale of Jesus' strength and Peter's weakness, a contrast. We should read them as a story of salvation. The strength and grace of Jesus leads to the cross and to the salvation of his friend. The story of the denial in the other three Gospels is left hanging. We know that Peter is restored, but we are not told how. In the fourth Gospel, the story of the denial is told, so that John can tell us the story of Peter's restoration. There is another early morning. There is another charcoal fire. There is another and deeper dawn. There is a conversation between Peter, who has denied him, and Jesus, who is risen and draws near. And in that conversation, there is healing and restoration and salvation and light. In that conversation, Peter finds fresh courage and hope and forgiveness to offer his life again to his Lord and to walk in the way of the cross. As we come ourselves to the cross on Good Friday and kneel 
or sit in the silence and wonder. So we come as we are. We come with our doubts and our betrayals and our denials. We come conscious that we may be tested and found wanting in the present crisis. We bring the darkness in our hearts and our love of darkness. We do our best to bring these things into the light, to open our lives afresh to the deep grace of God. We come remembering this Jesus, who invites us into the light and offers his life that we might be forgiven. Jesus who loves us beyond our understanding and longs to restore us in his service, however far we may have fallen.